Hey everybody, it's Victor Agreta, and on this episode of Coders, we're going to be talking about bandwidth and mobile applications that need bandwidth. So join us after the break. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. TelecomCareers.com. Comscope, thinking beyond today's technology to help you make the best decision for your network and your business. Hey, everybody. This is Victor, and joining me today is Hasib Kureshi. 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 All right. We'll say I'm Victor Agreta, so it's like people always get that wrong. Yeah, people say Agreta every single time. So there, I completely feel your pain on that one. (laughs) And speaking of feel your pain. Um, I have been through the iOS development process, and so you have been through the iOS development process, although I have to say my app was really goofy. It was just a, uh, it was like one of those love tester things. You would hold down a button, and then it would tell you, you know, how hot or cold you were as a romantic person. It's super goofy. Yours actually <laughs> does something really cool and really impressive. So we want two things. First, we're going to talk about your app. And then we want to talk about the challenges of using an app like this in a mobile space where bandwidth is a concern for carriers, right? So first of all, tell us what's the name of your app and what it does. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so our app is Audio Hand. That's like audio and hand. I'm going to hand you some audio. And we basically make good, uh, audio better. Uh, and we primarily focus on musicians. Mm-hmm. So we've programmed a multi-track studio mixer in the cloud for musicians to record with their phones. Oh, wow. And they could just mix right down to MP3 and share. Now we're working on stuff where they could post on the SoundCloud and Twitter and everything. Uh, but we launched March 19th in the Apple Store. Uh, we've chosen one platform, which we'll talk about, I guess, multi-platforms later on. Yeah. Um, I am a technical founder. I'm the CEO and co-founder of AudioHand. Um, so I coded the original beta. And now I have a wonderful team that helps me uh, push it forward. And as as of March 19th, when we launched, we have almost 2,000 installs. Wow. Uh, so it, with almost like barely any marketing effort, I yeah. really feel like. So we're, we're very lucky, um, but it just shows that people have a hard time getting really good audio. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, that's always been a problem. When I saw the demo, and when's the first time you demoed this? It was actually here in Knoxville yeah, about a year ago. It right? was last year. So uh, me and AudioHand, in general, we're kind of a product of one of the accelerators in town. Okay. Uh, so MediaWorks is the first uh, digital marketing, uh, well, digital accelerator in Tennessee. Uh, actually, one of the few in the country. And so we were the inaugural class last year. Okay. Uh, graduated, I think it was August 4th or August 5th, something like that. Actually, I'm helping all the newer teams prepare for their pitches that are coming ah, up. Ah, there you go. That's right. Yeah. So this is the second year <laughs> for that program, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, it, a great product that I've seen uh, work. And we were talking about, you know, the problems with this is that you have to deal with, you know, you've got a, the 5S, right? And I've got a 6. And each one of these, even though Apple does a good job of sourcing its components, these are good components, but they always get better. And each one has a little bit of different tonality. And if you're a musician, that makes a big difference. You know, it does, yeah. does whatever you're recording have enough and have enough uh, dynamic range to be able to capture everything, right? So, uh, so tell us a little bit about the, the overall process that happens at AudioHand, right? So uh, people take their, the AudioHand app, and they start it up, and they start recording, um, and then they start playing. And you're talking about like three or four different people can 
be recording at the same time, basically, right? So everybody, like, I'd launch it on my phone, and let's say you're the singer, you set it by you, and then I'm the, I don't know, harmonica guy, (laughs) and I set it by me, because that's all I know. Um, And so, and they start, they record, right? Yeah. Um, And then, but then it goes up to the cloud, and you guys, like, you know, you say, here's the session ID, you know, type that in, and that way it, you know, everybody goes up and says, this is all part of one song. Yep. But then you guys have this amazing secret sauce that <laughs> takes it in the cloud and actually mixes it and does the EQ and everything so that what you get back is not just an MP3 as if everyone had taken their wave files and tossed it into GarageBand <laughs> and go and, you know, it's synchronized, it's EQ'd, it's, 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 it sounds amazing. Like, uh, I so thought. I, this is, this is where I can divulge. So part of the secret stuff that that makes audio hand work uh we use fingerprinting uh audio technology in a way that no one's we think has have done before mm-hmm. um so all of our tracks get aligned down to the millisecond uh and then i used to i have recording experience i used to record and manage artists i've recorded over oh, hundreds yeah. of tracks i managed a uh, mastering facility out in los angeles i heard the original pink floyd dark side of the moon vinyl cut in the original room it was made in Wow. Uh, so this was the experience that I had with it. And so as a coder too, I was able to actually program a Pro Tools rig essentially yeah. in the cloud. Uh, th- that helps, you know, and I think that that honestly, what's been amazing to me is when I talk to developers and I ask them, you know, why did you make an app? And for so many people, it's, well, I had been doing X for years and realized we needed something to help mm-hmm. make that easier. Yep. And boom, they apply all of their knowledge. And uh, some of these people like, weren't even developers to begin with, yeah. you know, they just learned how to develop because what they wanted didn't exist as a yep. tool. And now we live in an age where you can do that. I, I interviewed a guy, Brian Mueller, who's a screenwriter and he, he does the carrot apps that like yell at you when you don't do stuff <laughs> and they have character and they have like a life of their own. And he brought his screenwriting experience to creating characters that wow. chastise you, use negative reinforcement to, <laughs> change your habits you being a better human being yeah but it works it actually works out pretty well so as for you guys um you know you you built this thing and so obviously people are are well you've got what 2000 uh, about 2000 about 2000 okay and and how has that been just overall like in terms of demand is it sort of a constant sort of influx of people you know or is it just oh my gosh it's it's so festival season uh, we, you know? we haven't hit the hockey stick yet and yeah, i yeah. think a lot of that a lot of the so it's been steady sure. uh, we had initial push um the first day we were out in the app store we had almost 200 downloads uh we've been featured in i think some of the app stores in different countries um so we and i think the highest ranking us it's kind of low though but i mean i think we did crack top 400 Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. In music category, but I don't know if that says much. Right. Uh, but it has been steady. And I think what we've realized is that we've addressed that making good audio has been a huge pain point, especially mm-hmm. for musicians. Uh, but really for anyone, even YouTubers or, podcast, or podcasters too, is you have to spend all this time. Yeah. Now, this is good for podcasts as well as music. It right? can be, yeah. Yeah. It totally can. Yeah. And, and that's something also that I see a lot of people struggle with is they lug around these blue microphones, which are, those are great <laughs> and all that, but, you know, the big ball and all this. And I got I to gotta tell you, I trucked that big blue or that blue snowball through Austin security one time, and they stopped me <laughs> because if you get the right angle, it looks like a shiv. <laughs> 
in a in a giant ball, like you're trying to smuggle a, a basketball with a knife inside of it or something. So, <laughs> like yeah. you're carrying drugs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just you know, carry your iPhone, and then you've got this thing. So, <laughs> so speaking of uh, iPhone, you know, this is iOS only. Is there anything particular about the tool set that you found that was advantageous, or was it? Just something of personal preference. Oh my goodness! Uh, so there are a few things. Well, one, it's easier to release a product, especially one that's, I guess, it could be considered high tech. Um, so it's it's easier to release a product that's only a one platform, mm -hmm. especially when you're a nimble startup. Like we, I was the original person who coded it, yeah. right, with friends of like help of friends. Um, but now we have a team of six, seven people. But we're not. We don't have offices. We're not, you know, we don't have payroll. Yeah. Uh, we're still making it. And I think what helped us is that, and I think this is going to kind of touch on the stuff that we were talking about before cross-platform. Um, the, the beta, the first version, the prototype of Audio Hand was built on something called Accelerator's Titanium platform. Hmm. And so what that platform allows you to do is write uh, JavaScript, which is a lot more accessible to learn than Xcode yeah. or Java for Android. And it actually spits out um, iOS, it spits on Android, it can even spit out Windows um, cross platforms. Wow, okay. Uh, so the reason why we went to iOS is that we knew our customer segments all used iPhones. Yeah. Uh, four out of five musicians typically have an iPhone because it's just so easy to use. Um, and it's pretty much you get it out of the box and you're ready to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we picked iOS in particular, but we've had a lot of musicians tell us that they wish they had it for Android too. Yeah. Um, originally, we thought we were going to make this all a web app. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's that's faster, easier sure. to code. It's multi-platform. But out of all the platforms, you know which one didn't give you access to the microphone? I bet you don't know. Chrome? <laughs> no, it does. Chrome does. Chrome actually and Google, they have a wonderful uh, web audio API. There's some yeah, killer audio Google stuff. Google Talk and all of that, like that works out for Hangouts. Like you just yep. need a video conferencing machine. Yeah, Chromebook is fantastic. Yeah, Safari. Safari. Apple Safari won't let you access the microphone but it'll allow you access to the camera yeah that makes sense sure <laughs> so that's why chat roulette never worked for me okay <laughs> good grief all right well um so but you know and you're right like i think that's a key also for developers to think about this is a business concern so you think about who is my market what is yep. my market segment and you may say oh well you know we want to do it cross-platform but look when you're small, you have to really focus hard on getting it right on one platform first and make sure that that works solidly. And then it's going to be way easier for you to go to another platform because you've already figured out not so much the technical behind the scenes bugs. It's more things like the user interface, the flow, yep. you know, a little bits and pieces. And some of it will affect your code. You know, once you get that streamlined, yep. your core code. Again, that's the whole point of object-oriented programming, right? Well, yeah, check this out. When we launched, we thought that everyone records together. We thought musicians mm -hmm. just record with other musicians. Then we found out that 90% of people using Audio Hand ended up recording alone. Oh. And then we realized, you know what? It's kind of limited opportunities. We're more obviously spending more time with ourselves than we are with other people. Yeah. And musicians, turns out that uh, only 10% of the top musician class are like the ones that are actually making it, gigging, playing with other people actively, but those are the same people who already can afford studio time. Right, right. So yeah. after all this, we've realized, well, now we're on this, we, we're refining the company vision, and now we're all about instant audio gratification. Mm -hmm. we're, we're developing audio filters 
for our audio tracks, much like how Instagram filters and photo filters are. Nice. So you'll be able to select filters and purchase some in-app and we'll load a lot that are pretty meaningful. You get a tap and then select the intensity of how oh, much you cool. want on it. Right on. That way, tap, tap, tap. I'm a rock star mixer. Yeah. You know, but uh, the, uh, we've had a couple of things about video mm-hmm. come up and we've purposely, purposely uh, stayed with audio because it cellular data just isn't yeah. good enough for video yet. So let's talk about that. I mean, you know, <laughs> bandwidth, these are music files, right? And music yeah. files, while not as big as video, still take up a considerable amount. When you're talking about a few megabytes at a time, even for just a short clip. Right. So if you're doing a six minute song, that's a considerable amount of data that you're pushing up and back. Now, how does that work for, for you guys to think about that from that mobile, you know, understanding that not everyone has Wi-Fi all the time? So what we've done, it's weird because we pride ourselves on quality, but yet we understand these limitations. Mm-hmm. So what we've done explicitly is give people, we, we load the app, uh, with standard with compression and we use um, basically mp4a's version of the compression so mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a lossless but you still define a bit rate so it's not entirely lossless right, yeah. from blind audio tests we've determined that that sounds the best mm-hmm. um, better than mp3's which is kind of funny it takes less space stuff too sure. uh, but we also give people the option to pipe up waves mm-hmm. so uncompressed linear pcm files which gobble up your memory so what's kind of neat is that you can have, uh, what, about an hour worth of audio. And I think on audio hand, it's only going to take you up to 50 megs. Oh, wow. Something like that. Like yeah. we've, we've picked the right amount. But see, our, our servers, when you pipe it up, we've, jerry, we've rigged this all so that what's happening in the server, we upsample the hell out of it. And it's all in the flack. So it's completely lossless. Yeah. And then it comes back as a either 192 or 256 MP3, whatever we decided sounded the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's excellent. And yeah. Now, MP3 I think is the older of the compression or of the algorithm, so it would make sense maybe that even I mean I know it's lossless, but lossless really just means sort of something else. Really. <laughs> it's it's. I used to know this stuff, compression, uh, really, really well. But then, you know, as it always well, it's, does, it's, it continues to evolve. It's interpretive. It, there you go. So yeah. MP, MP3s, the compression algorithms, it's fixed. Like, all right, we're only going to take these frequencies out of yeah. your audio, you know, bandwidth and be like, boom, this is this is your audio file. It's sort of the difference between old style Apple headphones where they're just like, everybody's ears a circle, you know, <laughs> versus the new ones where they literally took hundreds of ears and then averaged and they tried to make one that fit everything yeah because mp3 is basically just like all of this most humans can't hear that that well so extract that and you know but where's the yeah the okay all right i feel better about my own (laughs) knowledge and skills now uh but for you guys i mean that's that's still you know 50 megs is actually pretty darn good um have you had anybody sort of complain about like oh this is eating up my data or anything like no that? we haven't that's good and even better we've had compliments on the battery usage too oh excellent so we that's did tricky. uh we had a podcast that we got invited to when about a week or two when we launched mm-hmm. and when we did that they did the normal podcasting much like this we have this microphone yeah. we you know we're actually not podcasting we're broadcasting uh, but they had a microphone set up we ended up also strapping uh phones onto each microphone oh right on yeah so we did a we did a shootout and so we audio handed everything for two and a half hours long and it held up it only killed their battery by four percent wow 
which we were like, well, that's better than we yeah, thought. That is really excellent. Well, it's always good when things come out better than you think. Um, well, you know, the first version, the cross compiled version that we wrote, if you lock the screen, it would kill itself after 10 seconds. Oh, <laughs> but is that a limitation of iOS or were just, you guys weren't? No, that's a limitation of the cross compilation stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it, anything, it's a balance. You get something, you definitely lose something. That's, and you know, that's one thing that I've found, uh, cause there, there's a guy here who's local, who's a huge mono advocate and there are other people who are, yeah. you know, code once and then deploy. And it's like, that's great. Uh, but there's a couple of things there that developers need to be aware of. First of all, like especially Apple, I know, but Google to a certain extent as well. If you aren't really utilizing their frameworks, especially the new ones that came out for that OS, you're going to have a harder time being featured in their store. Hell yeah. You know, that is a marketing decision. And they specifically make that because they do they don't make these frameworks just for for laughs and giggles. You know what I mean? Like they're doing it to show all off stuff and they want apps that show up their new technology so that's a big deal the other thing too is that yeah there's little quirks and nuances that if you aren't coding natively you're going to miss out on and there's optimization that's a big one too and if you're looking to do something like where you want to make the battery as efficient as possible you really have to get down to the nitty-gritty really and, and do the native uh, development yeah you know, cross-platform is great it's really great for prototyping and it's great for maybe setting a vision or pitching vc i wouldn't but... do it any other way actually <laughs> sure. i would i would never go into like straight up ios just for prototyping yeah 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 well no, maybe with storyboarding but yeah yeah maybe but it in terms of like just getting something built very quickly i, I also that that uh the tool that you were talking about was that again the uh, Appcelerator Titanium. Appcelerator Titanium. Okay, that sounds really good. I have to check, check that out. <laughs> it's really good. Actually, I built I built a few apps for clients using that platform too. Okay, great. Uh, that's how I pay the the bills. I, yeah, I have clients. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, and like a lot of developers, you know, you're you're still you guys are still getting started. Mm -hmm. um, you've got this great product. You had a great idea. You've executed well. But it's not like markets just fall out of the sky. And it's certainly not like customers fall out of the sky because everyone's competing for your attention nowadays. Um, to that end, of course, uh, we're going to wrap up in just a couple of minutes here. But I did want to say that uh, is there one thing that you would ask of carriers? Oh, you know, in, in terms of your business proposition, you know, you would do video, right? If you had the ban bandwidth was not a concern. You know? It'd be something it, we consider. Yeah. So if there's one thing that you can, John Legere might be at, at, you know, listening, you never know. I don't know if uh, <laughs> any of the other CEOs, but the T-Mobile CEO seems to be pretty, pretty sharp. Maybe he's listening. So what would you say to these guys? What would you ask of them? I would say reliability. All right. That's, that's like the most, and I know we have FCC regulations. I completely under, I'm a lawyer too. I totally get the regulation world. I totally get it. Um, but man, when my phone jumps towers, or if I'm in one single location, and it's trying to decide whether to be on LTE or 4G, yeah, and one significantly crappier data than the other, yeah, for as a developer making something that's trying to make something great, like a user experience that's solid, now we have to go through the pains and, and troubles of oh god, the connection can't really upload that data, yeah. And so we have to reset it, reset it, reset it. So imagine for audio, it's like a three meg upload, right? Or what if for video? Video, you're talking about a 150, 200 megabyte upload sometimes. Yeah. You know, and it, that's sometimes compressed. Yeah. So I'd say to, to cellular, just 
start using your stuff in the edge case situations yeah. and then decide if you're proud of what you're working on day by day. Yeah. Uh, it just look at the edge cases. Yeah. Or wait around for Facebook to fill the sky full of laser planes <laughs> that will be providing free Wi-Fi to everybody. No, I'm waiting for Elon Musk, man. He's going to shoot up Wi-Fi in the satellites. It's going to be a battle for Wi-Fi in the skies. We're all going to have Tesla powered, you know, houses. And actually, I kind of think that's cool. I I think it's fantastic. Laser guided houses riding on waves of Wi-Fi across the country. (laughs) Sounds awesome. (laughs) So, uh, so with me has been Hasib uh, Karishi. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Good deal. (laughs) All right. And you guys check out Audio Hand. It's a fantastic app. Very, very cool stuff. This has been Coders episode 20. I'm Victor Agreta, and join us next time. Thanks. Thank you. Coders is a production of RCR TV News. To reach Victor Agreta Jr. or to suggest a show topic for Coders, you can reach him on Twitter at SuperPixels. For all the latest news on wireless code and the whole world of wireless, check out rcrwireless.com.